Welcome back to Posh Grob Cinema, the podcast that one of us is doing without pants on. <laughs> we won't tell you which one. Uh, it's definitely not me. <laughs> I didn't wear the world's loudest windbreakers into the studio. <laughs> what can I say? Look, I've I joined a gang. It's a, it's, it's a, called the zip-off pants gang. We you all wear all, windbreakers. You can only join if you're over 30. Because <laughs> I don't know a lot of other people under 30 that have zip-off pants. They're not cool like those Adidas rip-off snap pants. Some some street gangs, they're tough and they're surly. We're wise, and so you have to be old. Yeah, definitely, because they're the only people who would refer to gangs as surly. <laughs> We're the hooligans. The hooligans. Oh, tragedy. And as always, Rachel with Josh. Sorry, Trey's not here. Like I've said several times before, my man's busy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? That's not Trey. <laughs> uh, that's Josh. <laughs> that's Josh. Hi. So we watched Table 19, and this is not my fault. Okay? I just want to stress that. Are you sure? Yes. It was your idea to watch it. It was. But the trailer and the movie are two vastly different things. I'll agree with, yes, I will. Because I showed you the trailer after we watched the movie because you questioned why I would want to watch it. Mm -hmm. The trailer showed me a jaunty fun romp with Stephen Merchant. I was just like, "Mm, okay. And then what they gave me was like just, (laughs) just like, what is it? So many times I would be watching the movie just like, wait, what? Huh? Why is this happening? Huh? Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. And it just kept going. It when it was over, it was just like, oh, that hurt my heart. It's like the movie started super constipated and then immediately went to go sit on the toilet. But instead of having a, a, a satisfying plop at any point, it was just a series of very unsatisfying wet farts. When you saw them coming from a mile away, like why did they keep trusting these farts? <laughs> I don't understand. So it's a wedding movie. Yeah. And all of our characters are sitting at table number 19, way in the back. The people who quote from the movie should have known to just send a gift. The gift. Yeah, that's a word. (laughs) Yes, gift. I was so confused. Like, wait, gift? No. No, no, no. It's a gift. Different things. Remember that story, (laughs) the gift of the Magi? (laughs) Oh, Henry. I hate so much about who you are in your <laughs> pantsless pale legs it's hard to be taken seriously with your with your with harry my... potter scarf it's not even a scarf it's a handkerchief neckerchief i guess <laughs> it's pure style it's okay it's all right not everybody's ready for my style no no they're not <laughs> they're not at all ready so in this movie it came out in 2017 it was also a summer movie and I know they didn't think it was going to be a blockbuster because it was kind of an indie film. It was set up that way. It was definitely marketed as like small, kooky, like a, like a indie sleeper, sleeper movie. It's like, like it's like a romantic comedy, but you know, not your grandma's romantic comedy. Yeah, because at least those ones are competently put together. <laughs> yeah. So it's got Anna Kendrick. She's uh-huh. our main star. Yep. She is the ex bridesmaid to yes. this wedding. Right. And it's. Clear from the beginning, the only direction she got from the director in terms of character was like, just act like you're completely unhinged. 
any and at every turn you have to get it back together for yourself, you know, don't take it. Go the other way. Just get crazier to the point where she's completely unlikable as a character. I could at the end of the resolution, I was just like, who cares? <laughs> she deserves none of this. Right. Right. I, I also feel like this movie suffers from so many things that Anna Kendrick gets pulled into is that she was she was so great in um, as terrible Twilight. as Twilight was. She was yeah. amazing in it. And well, she had the, in the last few. In the in last few. the first few. one, she wasn't as good. Yeah, they didn't really use her. But the last, one of well, the last Twilights where they get married, I can't remember which one it is. There's two last Twilights. But in it, so she, before, before, I guess after the... It was the, at the wedding. Before the uncomfortable sex. Yeah, it was at the actual <laughs> wedding when Anna Kendrick's character is like, do you think she'll be showing? And the other character is like, she's not pregnant. Okay, sure. Everybody gets married at 18. She's like, that's hilarious. Yeah. She's great in those Twilights. And you know what? She's such a talented comedy actress. And like in Twilight, she was great. In um, Scott Pilgrim, she was fantastic as um, Scott's sister. This movie has June Squibb. Mm-hmm. After the Oscar-nominated movie she was in. Right. She's like, what? Yeah. So this is what you can get? That right there shows you the ageism problem Hollywood has. Mm -hmm. Because she's a phenomenal actress. And she's still pretty competent in this movie. She is, actually. Um, But her character is just so predictable. She's the bride's former nanny. Mm -hmm. And she, she... is older and she's just so happy to be remembered fondly. She's very she's quite, excited to be at the wedding. So there's a whole sequence where they sort of meet everybody at mm-hmm. the beginning. This is in the beginning beginning, which is kind of a weird intro with Anna Kendrick uh, being tormented over whether or not to RSVP to this wedding or not. And we don't know why. Right. Can we? Can I just say, okay, this movie just ignores proper invitation etiquette. A wedding invitation, you get a month in advance, minimum. Mm-hmm. So we are here to believe that she got this wedding invitation like 80 minutes before the wedding. And it was the most tumultuous time of her life. She even, in the trailer, she sets it on fire. You're right. Which doesn't happen in the movie. No, she does. She does. She sets it on fire. And then, oh, and then she, she stamps set, it out, and then she sends it anyway. But in the trailer, she's setting her ex-boyfriend stuff on fire and the invitation, and that's why it was on fire. I got it. And she pulled it out at the last second. That's a much quicker explanation for what's going on. I mean, yes. show, show, don't tell. That's what they always say, Thank right? Thank you. Yeah. But so we're meeting all the characters at the wedding, and June Squibb is one of them. She's the former nanny. And she's so excited to be remembered and at this wedding. And she's like the voice of reason, but at the same time, she's completely oblivious to the fact that she's only there because to get back at the groom, or like the mom invited her. Right. Like some, un- whatever, unnecessary backstory bullcrap. Yeah. And she has cancer. It was like some weird in-law, like, tat-a-tat. Yes. So right. June Squibb's character has cancer, you come to find out, and she's got like the sick weed and you see her a mile away. Well, well, she's going to fucking die. Right. Like, we're not going to see it, but she's going to die, and we're going to get some P.S. at the end. Like, <laughs> she's dead. And that's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what happens. And, like, I know you're laughing because I, like, made fun of her death, 
But it's so, like, who cares? Right, yeah. That's how I feel about so much of this movie. They had a really hard time making any of these characters um, characters that you could possibly care about. And yes, you're right. Or like. Or like. So, yeah, Juice Quip, she she came the closest, right? But there was this, she had this, to me, a pretty big character flaw that wasn't a positive character flaw in that she was so obsessed with being um, liked and remembered and invited because... because She has such a positive impact on their lives. Yeah, she feels like, even though, obviously, you know, kids grow up, it's not like they stay super close with their original nannies all the time or even frequently. I'm sure some do. Sure. But I'm sure most of the people... Don't. But that because, the, like, a nanny, at the end of the day, it is a job. Yeah. Like, once the kids don't need you anymore, well, I imagine you just go on to the next group, family, whatever. Unless your nanny is Fran Drescher and uh, your dad marries her. <laughs> if you ever speak ill of Fran Drescher on this microphone. That's again, why they call her the nanny. I will slap those pale thighs. <laughs> she is an icon. <laughs> Fran Drescher is fantastic. Her scenes in Spinal Tap are some of the funniest scenes in Agreed. that movie. She's incredible. But she's trying to explain about smell the glove and why it's a bad idea. Oh, but, boy. But all of the characters, back to Table 19, yeah. almost all of the characters are completely unlikable. Uh, Lisa Kudrow and Craig Robinson characters, they're a couple. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're having some issues. Talk about two great comedy actors. They're fantastic. Hilarious people. Mm -hmm. And you'd think, like, great, two hilarious people, put them together. They're going to be so funny together. Nope. Nope. They went a different way. (laughs) Dickish and catty. I had trouble believing that they were like a married couple because they almost seemed like strangers to each other. And it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't, you didn't get that sense of. Like, you don't understand the depths of this brooding hate that I have with some, for someone because we live together all the time and we're so familiar that when we just they hate work, When they work together, yeah. like, they, like they own a restaurant together. Yeah. That's not it at all. Right. All I got from them was, like, indifference. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they, there's no, there was no good chemistry. No. And... You were supposed to feel bad for both of those characters for different reasons, like Lisa Kudrow's thinking about cheating on Craig Robinson's character. So you're supposed to feel bad for her. And because... he's kind of like he's sort of defeated and Yeah. And he's sort he's sort of in, in this dead end position where he like doesn't he, wanna be he, and he's sort like, of bored. It's almost like he hates the restaurant. Yeah. And but we're supposed to feel bad for both of them. We're supposed to feel bad for her. Because she feels like this isn't the life I wanted and, like, my marriage isn't what it used to be. And we're supposed to feel bad for him because he's going through, like, a genuine crisis of who he is. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like, but as you watch the movie, you don't feel anything for either of them. Just, like, you guys are assholes. And you don't don't see any, like, incremental progress either. There's no... No, you get to the end (laughs) and you see that they're still together and they have June Squibb's dog because she has died and now they're caring for the dog. Right. And the only, like, the difference is before when you first meet them, they're sitting at two different booths at their diner. Right. But they're still right next to each other, back to back, so... It doesn't seem bad to me. And they're sort of catty with each other and they but, bicker and But whatever, not but so catty that you think they hate each other. No. But then, but now at the end, they're sitting at the same table and they have the dog and, and that's it. That's it. Their marriage is magically saved from right. 
owning a dog? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, they I don't know. It's kind of like having a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, but you can't really take You're locked your, in. Yeah, but except you can't take your kid to to a kennel and be like, well, I'll be back in two weeks. You feed it. If it gets a kennel caught, you know what to do. <laughs> it's a major difference. Not yet. Rachel, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> Every time we are just leaving gold on the table for you. <laughs> Listeners, you're so welcome. And I know this is not normally how we do our movie reviews. We normally go piece by piece and really take you through the no. action. Freaking what action? Yeah. I, I don't know where to lead you on this journey at this wedding because it goes nowhere. Mostly, and here's what's weird about it, is that there was a decision made to spend... To make this movie. To make this movie. <laughs> and during the first part of the movie, most of all of what we get are some sort of indecipherable uh, shared glances between Anna Kendrick and her... Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Who is the bride's brother. Who's the... Yeah. Who's the bride's brother, and he's a groomsman. Um, this actor, by the way, he was in an episode of Black Mirror, and he was also in Ingrid Goes West. And I don't, I have yet to see uh, one of his roles where I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you're awesome." But I'm sure it's out there. There's stuff I haven't seen. I mean, it's got to be out there, right? Yeah, I mean, he was he, in he was in the uh, not Fury. What was it? Oh, he was in Overlord. Apparently, his character has literally no growth. No. None. And at the end, so, spoiler alert, it's not a freaking spoiler. You see it a mile away. Anna Kendrick's character is pregnant with this dude's baby. And they broke up because she thought about having an abortion. What the hell kind of message does that send in this kind of era that we're living in where Planned Parenthood is genuinely, like, on the defensive and, like, being actively attacked. I know. Let's villainize someone who has a unexpected pregnancy. And in the end, she keeps the baby. It was probably... And and they're together, and he forgets their baby in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, maybe she was right that he wouldn't be the best dad. Yeah, yeah. But why does that make him an evil person? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like in the one of the production meetings where they're just like, we need to go after Planned Parenthood pretty hard. How hard? Unplanned hard? No, 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 no. Walk it back a little bit from that. <laughs> Walk it back from that. <laughs> from a... <laughs> Walk it back from showing a, a violent uh, abortion. Have and you watched that movie? Um, I, no, I haven't. I don't. I, haven't seen I it. honestly don't plan to. I don't. Well, I'm 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 unplanned <laughs> to. <laughs> but um, it could happen. I just part of me. I don't think it would be too gruesome to watch or whatever. But I think there would be conflicting things because I'd probably see how cheesy the effects are and laugh. But at the same time, be like, ah, oh, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> laughing at how how That's terrible this is. That's a tumultuous time in someone's life to have to think about, like, should I do this? Should I not? It's, I'm sure it's agonizing. It's, it's weird to think there are people out there that, that imagine that people are, like, skipping to the abortion clinic. It's right. Like, it's... <laughs> not to go further down this track, but did you see that Florida has proposed a bill that any underage person who wants to have an abortion will have to go in front of a judge 
and the judge will determine if that person is mature enough to have an abortion. So, so instead, in the business, we call that a deterrent. So instead, what you've done is like, well, you're not mature enough to have an abortion. Here, have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> You can't handle this outpatient procedure where you're going to be home later on tonight with no, uh, you know, uh, lasting responsibilities on your part. Have a baby instead. Yeah. That's great. Oy vey. Yeah. So anyways, table 19. <laughs> Stephen Merchant is in this and it breaks my heart because I love Stephen Merchant. It's too bad the movie's so bad because he's not, he's, he's not, not that, unfunny. Yeah. He's funny at times for yes. sure. Like, I love how um, monotone and, like, out of touch, but not in a bad way. Just socially, he's kind of awkward. Like, he still makes friends with these people, and they have a good day together. And and at one point, they the group of them inadvertently ruined the wedding cake. Oh, right, yeah. And Stephen Merchant's character has a great funny point moment where they go to a different wedding and they see it's the dude that Anna Kendrick danced with earlier, and he's getting married. Right. And oh, not only danced with, they, they made kiss. out. Yeah. And so she goes to find him, like, oh, he's the one. And then she sees he's getting married. And she's like, well, let's get the hell out of here. And yeah. Stephen Merchant's like, I know, and steals their wedding cake. It's a pretty, if you consider, like, her character and what she's going why she is sort of why she's torturing herself what she has to put up with from everybody mm-hmm. include dude man who already dumped her and then it takes him he, 5 minutes to like to get an attitude with her, her again like such shit he's like <laughs> don't make, don't make a scene at this wedding as he's making a scene at the wedding talking to his pregnant ex-girlfriend who he knows is pregnant while he's being all kissy kissy with his current girlfriend who was a friend of theirs or something she was a former girlfriend of his oh yeah. Right. Who, by the way, is played by, I don't know this actress's name, but she was also in a Porky-style road trip comedy called Sex Drive. Um, Wyatt Russell is the boyfriend. Wyatt Russell, yeah. His name in the movie is Teddy. I mean, if they... Teddy, if they, Teddy if, Underbite. If that, does, <laughs> if that doesn't <laughs> underline who they thought he was, yeah, which was a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then we did kind of gloss over uh Renzo is the character's name. Renzo. Uh what's that what's that actor's name? Tony Revolori. He was pretty funny in it. He was okay. He he was in um he was in Grand Budapest Hotel. He played Zero. Amazing yeah, in that role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's uh in the uh the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. He's basically uh, Peter Parker's sort of bully sort of arch you know, that's funny. Yeah, he's he's kind of a bully because he doesn't well, seem like one. Because right? I only I have only seen him in Grand Budapest and Table Nineteen, and in Table Nineteen, he's like this meek character who talks to his mom mm. all the time, like they're best him and his friends. mom's best friends. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. And actually, I don't mind that plot point. It's very funny. It is. It's it's some of the funniest. But overall, this movie is just a. I I don't want to undersell this is a steaming pile of garbage that they put a wedding dress on. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. I can't undersell that enough. And then the climax is she realized Anna Kendrick's character realizes I love Teddy. Right. Teddy will be a great father 
I want to have this baby with him. Because Teddy wanted the baby all along. Right. And just the reason they broke up was her mere mentioning maybe an abortion because she didn't know how he would feel about having a baby. Right. So all the time she was worried about his feelings, catering to him, making sure he didn't feel trapped. And then when she gave him everything you could possibly want in that scenario of an unplanned pregnancy, he was like, well, fuck you, bitch. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, what? So you love him. Why? And he never apologized for that. No. Never. So the art. He basically just like started whimpering. It was just like, I think I whipped like a good dog. And she was just like, well, I never thought you wouldn't. I just didn't know what you wanted. He's like, well, reasons. Bitch, and then wander. In some way, this is still your fault. Yes, (laughs) yes, it's never not her fault. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) I just want to stress that. (laughs) So she realizes she loves him. The wedding party, and everyone's leaving on a ferry. Yep. And they and all the people from Table Nineteen are still at the hotel. So she runs to the ferry. They've had a full day, by the way. They, oh, there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of misadventure that yeah. went on. Not much. <laughs> All right, not not much. Okay, yeah. So they were sort of at the party, and then, then they, they left, and, and then, then they, they smoked came, some pot, and then they came back, yeah. and then they stole the cake, yep. and, and now we're here. Yep, that's basically that's a pretty that's, yeah, that's pretty that's concise. That's movie, <laughs> and she's like running up the fa- down the dock to the ferry, like I love you, and I want to have this baby with you. Mm-hmm. And the new girlfriend is just like, shut up, bitch. You had your chance. And he's like, Sh- shut up, Tammy. <laughs> I don't know her name. <laughs> she looks like a Tammy. Yeah. And he's trying to listen. And I honestly thought, like, okay, this will be it. This is this is where he will redeem himself. Yep. Because he's running along the boat trying to hear her as she sings his heart her heart song to him. And at the moment where he climbs the rail and you think he's going to jump in for her and this is going to be his apology. Mm. Just this gesture. And he doesn't. Yep. And they leave. Right. And I was just like, Wait, what? Yep. And they leave. And so completely they, dejected, they walk back. To the reception. And then they start dancing and eating cake together. Yep. While Stephen Merchant's character cleans up. And while Craig Robinson finds Lisa Kudrow. By the way, it comes out that she was going to try and meet Somebody for an affair, that person didn't show up, and she feels completely humiliated. Um, and she tells Craig Robinson about it. He's like, what? You were going to cheat on me? That's bad. Anyway, and then so he – there's a scene where she's in the shower, and she's sort of crying or something, and then in walks Craig Robinson and then they, in the shower. But then they do it, but then, like – and then now they're in their bathrobes at – back at the reception hall yep. after the heart song Post, thing. Post-coital. Yeah, and it, like, but what? Why? What about, ha- what has happened to resolve your marital problems? Oh, man, they're close. They're friends for life. They I, spent like, a few hours so, together at a reception. They're so lovey-dovey in their robes. Yeah. Just like, wait, but you haven't earned this character art. You can't just give it to yourself and decide you can have it. It's the power of sex. That's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listen to this man. <laughs> I bet you buy heart-shaped jewelry. <laughs> I do. And they're in the reception hall, and then in comes Teddy, all wet. So he did jump off the boat, but fuck you, you don't get to see it. It's right. Like, 
Well, this is dumb. <laughs> For like, all we know, he got to the other side, took a ferry back, and then doused himself with water. He was just like, yeah, swam back. Or he just fell in. <laughs> Teddy doesn't, yeah, he doesn't strike one as particularly smart or whatever. He it. left his baby in the apartment alone. So, no. Um, but it's just like you didn't earn any of this. Right. You didn't earn this character growth. You can't just decide to give it to a character. That's not, that's not how this works. No. Anyways, at this exacerbated moment, I would like to start the very first inaugural minute of Marvel Minute. Oh, a little break from Marvel Minute. Should Marvel we have, Minute. Should I have a little song? Like, we should have a jingle. Do, 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 do. Yeah, but better. Do, 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 Can you do it better? No, no, no. That's a t- <laughs> Move away from better. Okay, sorry. Anyways, welcome <laughs> to the inaugural Marvel Minute. And... With Rachel. No, that was the your song. chance to oh. make the song. Good. Do it. Do it. No, you do it. Good Lord. <laughs> do I have to captain this ship by Talking myself? Talking about that Marvel Minute. Okay, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> if you did not listen to our last episode, the Meg, check it out. We are, you know what? Go featured. To, we're featured. <laughs> go to the one before that when we're less drunk. <laughs> I blame Trey. Um, cause he's not here, so right. I can do that. It's easy to. Thank you. Um, so I, I have not, and this is inadvertent. I didn't seek out to do this. I have not watched any Marvel movie except for 40 minutes of Ragnarok when I fell asleep and Josh says that doesn't count. Right. So I have decided to journey with myself basically <laughs> and whoever's listening to watch all the Marvel movies and then break them down for you one minute at a time. So, where would you start if you have never watched a Marvel movie? I would, honestly, and I was urging you to do this, I would have started with, I think it's 2008's Iron Man. 2008 Iron Man. With, so, start at where where most, <laughs> most Marvel fans would say the franchise got respectable. Because mm-hmm. before that, it was a lot Wait, of garbage. What do they call it? The MCU? The MCU. Okay. Those, I'm going to tell you that that is wrong. <laughs> you should start with the first Marvel movie. Right. Obviously. So that's what I did. <laughs> 1944, Captain America. Yeah, not uh, not technically a movie, though. It was a, well, it was not, a show. It, it was a serial. But it was like a... There was only like nine episodes. Right. So if you string them together, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I learned a lot from this one. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Captain America has a gun and just straight up fucking kills people. Like, oh, like, don't worry. I got, I'm got. i here to help. And he like, pulls out a gun and starts gunning people it's like, down. It's like every scene is that scene from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where somebody has some other weapon. There's a lot of dudes with, like, knives and billy clubs and stuff. And Captain America's just like, ah! <laughs> he was coming right for us! <laughs> He has a gun. <laughs> a I was standing costume, my ground. In a costume that his grandma made him. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. did her best. He's got a he's got a rocking dad bod. I'll say that. He does. Mm-hmm. He's got such the dad bod, and I could I could pull that off. I could pull that Captain America. Dude, off. I want to see that cosplay now. <laughs> uh, but and this is the days before I guess molded plastic or something like that. So it was it was it was like knitted. <laughs> Then. <laughs> but he just shoots people. His undercover, like, 
secret identity voice and his regular everyday <laughs> voice are the same damn voice. Which are very distinctive because he sounds like this. Yo, Chief, I heard about this thing. And it's like a really, really thick Brooklyn accent that he's got. Yes. And it's just weird. I can't underscore that enough. Well, there was some, like, they had some weird thing with, like, ancient Egyptian artifacts and... Scabbers or scabbers? Scabbers and... uh, They were scarabs. Scarabs. And they were poisoned... And then but he, but he was trying. The funniest bit about he was trying to find the plans for a scientist work on a. Something oh oh called a, no! I watched <laughs> it. I get to say it. <laughs> All right. So the bad guy is trying to find get this weapon from another scientist. He's also a scientist, and he needs the plans, and so he hypnotizes with the poison mm-hmm. one of the scientists. He's like, "You will never get the plans for the vibrators." <laughs> <laughs> so you hear all these these middle-aged dudes from the 40s Just say, say like, the word vibrator. What, what about the vibrator? <laughs> over and over. It's just a machine that vibrates buildings so hard <laughs> that they, fall, they down. fall apart. Right. It was the weirdest movie. and I mean, that is a, that's just a vibrator on a grand scale. It's just, but it took us a tar- while to. How do you target one building? <laughs> Wouldn't the vibrations translate because the building touches the ground, the ground touches other buildings? That's the genius of Dr. <laughs> Vibrator. <laughs> I don't remember any of their names. But I, I just, the last note I wrote down was just the word boring. <laughs> so that's the very first Marvel movie, 1944's Captain America. I'm going to say um, don't. That's the hard pass. That's a... If you haven't watched it... Save your time. Yeah, if you haven't watched it and you're a huge Marvel fan, um, good, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that's going to stand up to the to the 1990 Captain America. We'll see. Because, we'll get there. But yeah. next um, in the Rolodex of Marvel, it will be Howard the Duck. All right. So it's a huge break, 1944 till 1980-something. No more Marvel movies. So, and Howard the Duck, fun fact, is a Marvel character. I mean, he's in Guardians, so. Yeah, but you didn't know that. You just, when I told you he was a Marvel character. <laughs> I didn't register it. It's right. I, I remember yeah. seeing him. I love I how smug like... you just were. Like, yeah, he's in Guardians. <laughs> Duh. Everybody knows Howard the Duck is a Marvel character. I, I don't have any pants on, Rachel. I'm just... Power spreading here. I've got an ascot on, and nobody can tell me no. I was trying to back you up. (laughs) Don't contradict me. (laughs) Jesus. So, back to table 19. Now that the Marvel Minute is over, we don't have any ending music for that. We'll work on it. But honestly, there's not much more to talk about uh, as the plot goes. We've come to the question... Is it a cash grab? Josh, table 19, it's not my fault. The trailer made it look totally different. Is it a cash grab? Um, you know, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. However, I'm saying yes because I think table 19 is promoting this very, very expensive and oft crazy practice of dropping tens of thousands. Yeah, tens of thousands of dollars on a wedding. Um, what a silly thing to do. It is very silly. Like technically we were legally wed. I have the papers to prove it. Yep. 
I paid $85 for that because that's what it cost when we got married in the state of North Carolina to get a wedding license, and that's it. Yeah. Courthouse. That's the way to go, folks. It yeah. really is. And then if you really want to have a party with your friends, party with your friends. But doing the dress and the flowers and the fluff, yeah. it's, it's not necessary. And I don't, I honestly don't get it. <laughs> it's like, that's so expensive. If for no other reason than that, I would mm-hmm. say it is a problem because it's definitely trying to sell this idea of something that is seems to be important, but it it's not when you consider what people are really doing at a wedding. Yeah. Like if you tell a florist, fun fact, if you tell a florist that you're there for flowers for your wedding, it could cost twice, if not more, than if you were to tell them you needed flowers for a birthday. But then that's bragging rights because you say, like, oh boy, we sp- we we lost 3500 on the flowers. I know, but if you, you just tell it. the florist you're there for birthday flowers, they'll charge you less money. I mean, it's a racket. This is all part of your your um, parallel podcast, keeping it gully. Yeah, <laughs> about living cheap in the real world. Josh, do you hedonism need, on a budget? Do you know where you can get flowers for real cheap? Where? The grocery store or the farmers market? <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, Rachel, what do you think? Well, I'm gonna have to say, it's not a cash grab. I do think it's a movie made incompetently. Mm-hmm. I think that somewhere along the line, whether it was director or producer or the writer, they just didn't line it up how they should. Because I do feel like the movie I saw in the trailer was the movie they were trying to make. Yeah. And then somebody told them, spice it up with Zatarans and threw that baby in there because you could have made the same movie without the baby. You know, I wonder if if and that she happened. she didn't need to get back together with Teddy. Right. Like, June Squibb's character at one point tells her, you know, girl, value yourself. Then the movie tells you, well, by yourself, we mean with a man <laughs> is how you girl, value you gotta yourself. Girl, you got to get that man. Without, get a man for yourself. And without a man, your life is worthless. Just look at poor June Squibb. She's dead now. Where's her man? Yeah. Like. <laughs> she's got an orphan dog. That well, we, we don't know what the home life situation is. Maybe maybe that dog is happy with Lisa Kudrow and Craig Robinson. Hopefully. Well, and then that, too. Like, Craig and Lisa, like, they stayed together for literally no reason. Right. Yeah. So the movie tells you over and over and over again, marriage with a man, hetero marriage, that's happiness. If you don't have it, you are not happy. But I don't think that's the movie that they, I don't think whoever originally thought of this idea, that wasn't the movie they were trying to make. They were trying to make us something fun and kooky. Right. I, I wonder if it happened the other way around, though. I wonder if, yes, somebody wanted to make it fun and kooky, and mm-hmm. then uh, this production company or director, whoever it is, got, got their hands on it and, and changed that in some way. But then the people, the different company, probably, who made the trailer saw the movie was just like, oh, man. What if this was really good? Like, what if this was fun? Well, I mean, that is the job of yeah. a trailer-making <laughs> company. I don't know what you call that. So it's almost like they found the real movie that should have been made and the bad movie I'm, that was made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, 
I think they were trying to make a fun romp indie film with these comedy people and make great it great cast. I mean, yeah, honestly, great cast. Yeah, but that's not what happened. It is a bad movie, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a cash grab, right? So yeah, I again with same reaction I had with the 1944's Captain America. <laughs> you could leave that. You could leave this. You're. You're not missing anything. No. There's plenty of other vehicles where you could see all of these actors acting much more competently and in a better role. Right. There's plenty of other movie fish in the sea, everybody. There is. It's okay. You'll find the right one. I know you were just waiting around for us to review this 2017 movie. Like, should I watch it? I just need to know. What does Cash Grab say? (laughs) I need their confirmation. (laughs) Well, you don't have it. I'm very sorry. Yeah, don't do it. You didn't waste your time, though, so you're welcome. Unless you did watch Table 19, and you did waste your time, and and you came to us to see what we thought, and maybe you really liked Table 19, and now we're saying... Or they just wanted their um, confirmation biases. Like, they just wanted us to lift them up. Right. Like, they, I was right. Other people think it's crappy, too. <laughs> Yay! If that's you, then... You're welcome. You're totally welcome, and thank you for, for feeling the same way. But yeah, this is objectively a terrible movie. It really is. And, like, <laughs> I'm surprised that I wasn't more distracted through the podcast by your lily white legs. <laughs> It's actually a lot brighter in here because the is. light is it's reflecting just re- off. Reflecting off of your legs. It looks like it's it, going right up into my eyes. <laughs> it's just—it's very distracting. It I, looks like Superman's Fortress of Solitude in here. We're gonna see Marlon Brando's head just materialize. <laughs> Hello, it is a, me. It's just moths flying straight towards your legs, <laughs> bumping into them, looking for the light. <laughs> the beacons of Gondor have been lit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, marmalade. So I don't know what we're watching next. Well, I know what we're going to see next in the theaters, and that's Pikachu detective thingy. Yep. Pikachu, comma, detective. <laughs> or Detective Pikachu. Whatever you... Whichever way you want to say it. <laughs> when I go to get the tickets, I'll be like, yeah, you got that Pikachu detective movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that lady okay? Just put butter in in my soda. Do you want to drink with that, ma'am? No, that's cool. We brought brought tall boys a Fago. Could you fill this cup up with butter, though? I need that for dipping. Yeah, that's that's a dipping cup. It'll be a dipping cup, then a cup for my dip. I plan to dip after I eat these popcorn. <laughs> what what do you reckon is the best time to get up and go to the bathroom and get another dipping cup in this movie? You have that written down? Are there any twists? Spoil everything for me right now, loud, so we can all hear it. I don't like surprises. <laughs> Man, we've asked you repeatedly to stop coming here. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you're so funny. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, it was a real disappointment. That's too bad. Table 19. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? You lose some, and you mostly lose. <laughs> and that's like. That's what Stephen Merchant's mom says to him. <laughs> uh, he was great in Wolverine. He's got that going for him. 
so I've heard. Well, Logan, yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. I've not watched it. All right. <laughs> That's coming soon. Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, hopefully with Trey. I don't know what we'll be watching, but, you know, it's got to be better than this. <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm just going to cut all that. <laughs> <laughs>